Chapter Fourteen of the American Housewife. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ruth Golding. The American Housewife by Anonymous. Chapter Fourteen. Two Three Seven Pastry. For a good common pie crust, allow half a pound of shortening to a pound of flour. If liked quite short, allow three-quarters of a pound of shortening to a pound of the flour. Pie-crust looks the nicest made entirely of lard, but it does not taste so good as it does to have some butter used in making it. In winter, beef shortening, mixed with butter, makes good plain pie-crust. Rub half of the shortening with two-thirds of the flour. To each pound of flour put a teaspoonful of salt. When the shortening is thoroughly mixed with the flour, add just sufficient cold water to render it moist enough to roll out easily. Divide the crust into two equal portions. Lay one of them one side for the upper crust. Take the other, roll it out quite thin, flouring your rolling board and pin, so that the crust will not stick to them, and line your pie plates, which should be previously buttered. Fill your plates with your fruit, then roll out the upper crust as thin as possible, spread on the reserved shortening, sprinkle over the flour, roll it up, and cut it into as many pieces as you have pies to cover. Roll each one out about half an inch thick, and cover the pies. Trim the edges off neatly with a knife, and press the crust down round the edge of the plate with a jagging iron, so that the juices of the fruit may not run out while baking. Pastry, to be nice, should be baked in a quick oven. In cold weather it is necessary to warm the shortening before using it for pie-crust, but it must not be melted, or the crust will not be flaky. 238. Puff Paste or Confectioner's Pastry Weigh out a pound and a quarter of sifted flour and a pound of butter. Rub about one-third of the butter with two-thirds of the flour, a teaspoonful of salt. When the butter is thoroughly mixed with the flour, add one beaten egg and cold water to moisten it sufficiently to roll out. Sprinkle part of the reserved flour on a board, cut the butter into small pieces, and roll them out as thin as possible. In order to do so, it will be necessary to rub a great deal of the flour on the moulding board and rolling pin. Lay the butter, as fast as rolled out, onto a floured plate, each piece by itself. Roll out the pastry as thin as it can be rolled, cover it with the rolled butter. Sprinkle on part of the reserved flour, and roll the crust up. Continue to roll out the crust, and put on the reserved butter and flour, till the whole is used. Roll it out lightly, about half an inch thick, for the upper crust, or rim to your pies. Plain pie-crust should be used for the under-crust to the pies. Puff pastry, to be nice, should be baked in a quick oven till of a light brown colour. If it browns before the fruit in the pie is sufficiently baked, cover it with thick paper. 239. Apple Pie When apples are very small and green, they are nice stewed whole, with the skins on, and strained when soft and sweetened. Pare, quarter, and take out the cores of the apples when of a large size. If they are not ripe, 
stew them with just water enough to prevent their burning. When soft, sweeten and season them to the taste. When apples are ripe, they make better pies not to be stewed before baking. Fill your pie plates, cover them with a thick crust, and bake them for half to three quarters of an hour. When baked sufficiently, cut the upper crust through the centre, remove it carefully with a broad knife, put a piece of butter of the size of a walnut into a pie, sweeten it to your taste, and if the apples are not tart enough, squeeze in the juice of part of a lemon. Flavour the pie with either nutmeg, rose water, or grated lemon peel. Apples cut into quarters without paring, and stewed soft in new cider and molasses, make good plain pies. The apples should be strained after stewing, and seasoned with cinnamon or nutmeg. If made quite sweet, it will keep good several months. Dried apples should have boiling water turned on to cover them, and stewed till very soft. If they are not tart enough, turn in sour cider when they are partly stewed. A little orange peel stewed with the apples gives them a fine flavour. Season them when soft with sugar and nutmeg, and strain them if you like. 240. Mince Pie The best kind of meat for mince pies is neat's tongue and feet. The shank of beef makes very good pies. Boil the meat till perfectly tender, then take it up, clear it from the bones and gristle, chop it fine enough to strain through a sieve, mix it with an equal weight of tart apples chopped very fine. If the meat is not fat, put in a little suet or melted butter. Moisten the whole with cider, sweeten it to the taste with sugar and very little molasses, add mace, cinnamon, cloves and salt to the taste. If you wish to make your pies rich, put in wine or brandy to the taste, and raisins, citron, and zanti currants. The grated rind and juice of lemons improve the pie. Make the pies on shallow plates with apertures in the upper crust, and bake them from half to three quarters of an hour according to the heat of the oven. Meat prepared for pies in the following manner will keep good several months if kept in a cool, dry place. To a pound of finely chopped meat, a quarter of a pound of suet, put half an ounce of mace, one ounce of cinnamon, a quarter of an ounce of cloves, two teaspoonsful of salt. Add, if you like, the following fruits, half a pound of seeded raisins, half a pound of zanti currants, a quarter of a pound of citron. Put in half a pint of French brandy or wine, three tablespoons full of molasses, and sugar sufficient to make it quite sweet. Put the whole in a stone pot. Cover it with a paper wet in brandy. When you wish to use any of it for pies, put to what meat you use an equal weight of apples, pared and chopped fine. If not seasoned high enough, add more spice and sugar. If the apples are not tart, Put in lemon juice or sour cider. 241. Rice Pie To a quart of boiling water, put a small teacup of rice. Boil it till very soft, then take it from the fire and add a quart of cold milk. Put in a teaspoonful of salt, a grated nutmeg, five eggs beaten to a froth, add sugar to the taste, and strain it through a sieve. 
bake it in deep pie plates with an undercrust and rim of pastry. Add, if you like, a few raisins. 242. Peach Pie Take mellow, juicy peaches, wash and put them in a deep pie plate lined with pie crust. Sprinkle a thick layer of sugar on each layer of peaches, put in about a tablespoonful of water, and sprinkle a little flour over the top. Cover it with a thick crust, and bake the pie from fifty to sixty minutes. Pies made in this manner are much better than with the stones taken out, as the prussic acid of the stone gives the pie a fine flavour. If the peaches are not mellow, they will require stewing before being made into a pie. Dried peaches should be stewed soft and sweetened before they are made into a pie. They do not require any spice. 243. Tart Pie Sour apples, cranberries, and peaches all make nice tarts. Stew and strain them when soft. Peach tarts require a little lemon juice. Without, they are sour. Grate in lemon peel, add brown sugar to the taste. Put in each pie one beaten egg to make it cut smooth. Bake the pies on shallow plates with an undercrust and rim of pastry. Ornament the pie with very small strips of pastry. When the crust is done, remove the pies from the oven. 244. Rhubarb Pies Take the tender stalks of the rhubarb, strip off the skin, and cut the stalks into thin slices. Line deep plates with pie crust, then put in the rhubarb, with a thick layer of sugar to each layer of rhubarb. A little grated lemon peel improves the pie. Cover the pies with a thick crust, press it down tight round the edge of the plate, and prick the crust with a fork, so that the crust will not burst while baking, and let out the juices of the pie. Rhubarb pies should be baked about an hour in a slow oven. It will not do to bake them quick. Some cooks stew the rhubarb before making it into pies, but it is not so good as when used without stewing. 245. Tomato Pie Take green tomatoes, turn boiling water on them, and let them remain in it a few minutes. Then strip off the skin, cut the tomatoes in slices, and put them in deep pie plates. Sprinkle sugar over each layer, and a little ginger. Grated lemon peel and the juice of a lemon improve the pie. Cover the pies with a thick crust and bake them slowly for about an hour. 246. Lemon Pie For one pie, take a couple of good-sized fresh lemons, squeeze out the juice, and mix it with half a pint of molasses, or sufficient sugar to make the juice sweet. Chop the peel fine, line a deep pie plate with your pastry, then sprinkle on a layer of your chopped lemon peel. Turn in part of the mixed sugar or molasses and juice. Then cover the whole with pie crust rolled very thin. Put in another layer of peel, sweetened juice and crust, and so on till all the lemon is used. Cover the whole with a thick crust and bake the pie about half an hour. 247. Cherry and Blackberry Pie Cherries and blackberries for pies should be ripe. Bake them in deep pie plates, sweeten them with sugar, and put in cloves or cinnamon to the taste. Bake them about half an hour. 248. Grape Pie 
Grapes make the best pies when very tender and green. If not very small, they should be stewed and strained to get out the seeds before they are made into pies. Sweeten them to the taste when stewed. They do not require any spice. If made into a pie without stewing, put to each layer of grapes a thick layer of sugar and a tablespoonful of water. 249. Currant and Gooseberry Pie Currants and gooseberries are the best for pies when of a full growth, just before they begin to turn red. They are tolerably good when ripe. Currants mixed with ripe raspberries or mulberries make very nice pies. Green currants and gooseberries for pies are not apt to be sweet enough without the sugar is scalded in before they are baked, as the juice of the currants is apt to run out while they are baking and leave the fruit dry. Stew them on a moderate fire with a teacup of water to a couple of quarts of currants. As soon as they begin to break, add the sugar and let it scald in a few minutes. When baked without stewing, put to each layer of fruit a thick layer of sugar. There should be as much as a quarter of a pound of sugar to a pint of currants to make them sufficiently sweet. Green currant pies are good sweetened with molasses and sugar mixed. 250. Prune Pie Prunes that are too dry to eat without stewing can be made into good pies. Turn enough boiling water on the prunes to cover them, set them on a few coals, and let them remain till swelled out plump. If there is not water sufficient to make a nice syrup for the pies, add more, and season them with cinnamon or cloves. The juice and grated peel of a lemon gives them a fine flavour. Add sugar to the taste and bake them in deep pie plates. 251. Pumpkin Pie Halve the pumpkin, take out the seeds, rinse the pumpkin and cut it into small strips. Stew them, over a moderate fire, in just sufficient water to prevent their burning to the bottom of the pot. When stewed soft, turn off the water and let the pumpkin steam over a slow fire for fifteen or twenty minutes taking care that it does not burn. Take it from the fire and strain it when cool through a sieve. If you wish to have the pies very rich, put to a quart of the stewed pumpkin two quarts of milk and twelve eggs. If you like them plain, put to a quart of the pumpkin one quart of milk and three eggs. The thicker the pie is of the pumpkin, the less will be the number of eggs required for them. One egg with a tablespoonful of flour will answer for a quart of the pumpkin if very little milk is used. Sweeten the pumpkin with sugar and very little molasses. The sugar and eggs should be beaten together. Ginger, the grated rind of a lemon or nutmeg, is good spice for the pies. Pumpkin pies require a very hot oven. The rim of the pies is apt to get burnt before the inside is baked sufficiently. On this account, it is a good plan to heat the pumpkin scalding hot when prepared for pies, before turning it into the pie plates. The pies should be baked as soon as the plates are filled, or the undercrust to the pies will be clammy. The more the number of eggs in the pies, the less time will be required to bake them. If you have pumpkins that have begun to decay, or those that are frozen, they can be kept several months in cold weather, by cutting the good part up, 
stewing it till soft, then stirring it and adding sugar and molasses to make it very sweet. Make it strong of ginger, then scald the seasoning in well. Keep it in a stone jar in a cool place. Whenever you wish to use any of it for pies, take out the quantity you wish and put milk and eggs to it. 252. Carrot Pie Scrape the skin off from the carrots, boil them soft, and strain them through a sieve. To a pint of the strained pulp, put three pints of milk, six beaten eggs, two tablespoonsful of melted butter, the juice of half a lemon, and the grated rind of a whole one. Sweeten it to your taste, and bake it in deep pie plates, without an upper crust. 253. Potato Pie Boil Carolina or mealy Irish potatoes till very soft. When peeled, mash and strain them. To a quarter of a pound of potatoes, put a quart of milk, three tablespoonsful of melted butter, four beaten eggs, a wine glass of wine. Add sugar and nutmeg to the taste. 254. Sweet Marlborough Pie Procure sweet mellow apples, pare and grate them. To a pint of the grated pulp, put a pint of milk, a couple of eggs, two tablespoonsful of melted butter, the grated peel of a lemon, and half a wine-glass of brandy. Sweeten it to the taste with nice brown sugar. The eggs should be beaten to a froth, then the sugar stirred into them, and mixed with the rest of the ingredients. A little stewed pumpkin mixed with the apples improves the pie. Bake the pie in deep plates without an upper crust. 255. Marlborough Tarts Take tart, juicy apples, quarter them, and stew them till soft enough to rub through a sieve. To twelve tablespoonsful of the strained apple, put twelve of sugar, the same quantity of wine, six tablespoonsful of melted butter, four beaten eggs, the juice and grated rind of a lemon, half a nutmeg, and half a pint of milk. Turn this, when the ingredients are well mixed together, into deep pie plates that are lined with pastry, and a rim of puff paste round the edge. Bake the tarts about half an hour. 256. Coconut Pie Cut off the brown part of the coconut, grate the white part, and mix it with milk, and set it on the fire, and let it boil slowly eight or ten minutes. To a pound of the grated coconut, allow a quart of milk, eight eggs, four tablespoonsful of sifted white sugar, a glass of wine, a small cracker pounded fine, two tablespoonsful of melted butter, and half a nutmeg. The eggs and sugar should be beaten together to a froth, then the wine stirred in. Put them into the milk and coconut, which should be first allowed to get quite cool. Add the cracker and nutmeg, turn the whole into deep pie plates with a lining and rim of puff paste. Bake them as soon as turned into the plates. 257. Small Puffs To make a dozen puffs, take a pound and a quarter of flour, a pound of butter, and one egg. Put them together according to the directions for puff pastry, number 238. Divide it, when made, into three equal portions. Roll one of them out half an inch thick, cut it into cakes with a tumbler. Roll out the rest of the pastry, cut it into strips with a jagging iron, 
and lay the strips round those that are cut with a tumbler, so as to form a rim. Lay the puffs on buttered flat tins, bake them in a quick oven till a light brown, then fill them with any small preserved fruit you may happen to have. End of chapter 14